0: be aware. All I'm saying, you never know what someone's going through. Just because they look happy doesn't make it true. Hopefully this podcast will help you see you are not alone, you at least got me. We are more alike than you may know, but if we stay quiet, we will never grow. Don't so ever give up because you got this. If you quit, think of all the opportunities that you could miss. listen to others just to be aware all i'm saying you never know what someone's going through just because they look happy doesn't make it true hopefully this podcast will help you see you are not alone you at least got me we are more alike than you may know but if we stay quiet we will never grow don't ever give up because you got this if you quit think of all the opportunities that you could miss Hey everybody, and welcome to Authentic Points of View. I'm your host, Danielle Boer, as always. Woohoo! This is gonna be a fun one. And I'm honest, I have a migraine. I wasn't gonna say it, but just in case I'm acting a little funky, uh, my head hurts. <laughs> but I like to be transparent with everybody. All right, so I have an awesome guest. I'm really, really, really excited because this is fun and i don't think i've ever we've ever done this before uh, anybody that she's different and it's cool okay so oh. <laughs> <laughs> different is good no like i don't think we've ever never talked to a opera singer so that is awesome okay That's so cool. um now i'm gonna mess up your name uh ariella ariella oh my goodness yeah. you can just say your own last name if you want
1: Vaccarino.
0: Vaccarina. Ariella, Vaccarina. Yes. all right beautiful name Hi. uh it actually sounds like an opera singer name as well so that's really cool uh yeah, she is a mom of five humans and five dogs and uh, and she is a um former opera singer and now she mm-hmm. has a company called voice lessons on the go she does a lot of stuff she's podcast podcast host she's just all mm-hmm. kinds of things and yeah here she is hello welcome to the show
1: hello danielle Thank you for having me. I'm so sorry about your migraine. I've had them before, so I definitely know, especially during pregnancies when I would have them the worst. So I really feel for you today. So I appreciate that you're going forward. I'm happy to reschedule, but this is great. But hopefully I'll make you feel better.
0: (laughs) Yes, it's okay. That's the thing with me is that I literally just like, you know, keep pushing through. It's fine. I honestly was just thinking, I was like, I figured out that, and I didn't know at the time, I did a few episodes while I had COVID and I had no clue. Like I felt horrible, Wow! but yeah. like mm-hmm. later on when I got, when I got the positive test, I was like, seriously, like that was <laughs> because, you know, it's just like I had, you know, I already had people scheduled and all of us are busy in the world. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm just going to keep going. And so, yeah, yeah but, life but once you got life. the
1: positive, all of a sudden, did you just kind of fall down? You're like, oh, I can't do anything now that I'm positive, even though you've been functioning the whole time
0: yeah no I think after I found out I think like a couple days later I still did but I could of course I couldn't when I was coughing because you cannot yeah, talk yeah. while you're coughing oh. but um like one of the episodes before I knew I was I was coughing like at the end and I was like oh, I'm so sorry and I couldn't figure out why and
1: ta da! <laughs> oh I'm god you're
0: okay oh that was a long time ago yeah it's all good you know like I said life goes on and so like it helps me to just keep going like regardless of what you know I mean now of course if I couldn't like open my eyes then that would be a bad interview <laughs> like
1: because yeah.
0: like, I have some migraines yeah. where I you know can't open my eyes so anyway oh that's so silly okay everybody that listens knows that they're just like wow this is a fun way if this is your first time listening I apologize <laughs> <laughs> all right so all right so I'm just gonna ask you what inspired you to be opera singer
1: well you know I always was a singer I mean as a little girl my voice stood out from the crowd I I think there's a story of like we're, I'm very little like five or six years old and we're all singing happy birthday at a party and all the parents were staring at my vote at me because I had this huge vibrato it was it was just always very obvious that I was oh. a singer it was never like a choice I had to make. I just was a singer. And um, it's interesting because my grandfather was also an opera singer, but I never heard him sing. By the time I came into his life, he was older and had retired and I never heard him sing ever. So, but he was also an opera singer. It is, I think it's something that just gets passed down. My dad had a fantastic voice, but he went into business and um, my kids all have great voices. So it was just, it was just something that I kind of it just who I was. It was no, it was no selection for me. I just was that person.
0: Oh, well, that's awesome. So what, like for opera, what is your favorite language to sing in? Or do you only do like, what languages do you sing in basically?
1: Well, I used to sing mainly in, and, you know, I haven't sung opera, uh, in over 20 years now, because, you know, I, since I, became a mom, everything changed. But I was so driven and so focused for so many years. Um, and it was Italian, French, and German. And then sometimes there were some other languages I'd be asked to do, and I would learn it for uh, whatever role or whatever concert I was singing in. But I was really comfortable in different languages. I was lucky with that. Um, so any of the languages, you know, I liked, I liked it all. I was a lyrical or to a soprano, which is the highest kind of soprano. Wow. So I, I was the girl who had to hit the high notes, which is why also I really stepped away from it once i had kids because you have to be absolutely perfect and in fantastic shape and well slept and totally healthy and i'd be holding babies who were coughing on me in the middle of the night who wouldn't sleep and then i'd have to get up and sing and i found that extremely stressful so i had to make a choice as a mom at a certain point to really step down from it for for a while you know so and it's been a long while i've been teaching i teach piano and voice and I created a voice lessons to go, which is a line of CDs and books for singing. And I make videos and content online about singing. Um, but I myself haven't really been performing for many years because I had five kids, one after the other, after the other. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't deliver what I would need to deliver to do it.
0: Yeah. So I was a, uh, <laughs> a fake soprano. No, I'm just joking. Uh, I, I always say, oh, yeah? You fake here? yeah, so no, no, not real. Uh, so what happened was okay. In high school, I was a soprano, and um, for like we did show choir. Oh boy, uh, okay, and good. like seventies, like we did like "Staying Alive" and um, <laughs> "Knock Three Times," like literally. So those were yeah. very very high notes, like, and um, yeah. but I started. I got my tonsils out my senior year, and that changed my voice. Okay. And then really yeah because well and plus I wasn't a real singer so I wasn't like trained I didn't do it all the time and then and then I started smoking so that changed my voice nice. and then I quit smoking and then years yeah. later I um I was like okay so I started going to church and I don't know how it happened but I ended up being in the choir there well awesome. then yeah thanks but then I was in alto and then that's why i say fake soprano because it was like we don't have any sopranos now danielle go over there <laughs> so i was like yeah so yeah. um but none of us sang loud so like in an opera you literally project i mean like you can hear way up there like when you're sitting yeah. all over you know and but with us like they would well we also had some men that sang so loud like the pastor like the tenors and stuff and the bass yeah oh my gosh i would do it but that would hurt your ears and everybody's ears but it was like every song like when i watch it back because we've had unfortunately a lot of members pass away so we like well i don't go there anymore i'm in georgia and that was in ohio but i'll watch back the the us singing you know and so all you hear is like, oh, la, la, the men. And I'm like, oh, gosh, like, you know, you can't hear anyone. That's okay. Whatever. But, um, uh, so that's why I say I was fake. But when I was pregnant, is the whole point of this story. I was pregnant with my daughter. And so it got to the point where yeah. I, first of all, didn't have the stamina anymore and I couldn't breathe. And so,
1: yeah, I, a, seriously, when you're pregnant, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, like, and their songs are so fast, like, we are literally like this, like, like this mm-hmm. fast. Like we're clapping and we're singing this fast. And so I was like, oh, <laughs> I. So-, so you probably
1: couldn't catch your breath because you're pregnant and it like pushes up on the yeah. kind of the diaphragm. And then you, there's just yeah. no space. Yeah, I mean, just you lose the space for everything. <laughs> I you know. Totally so,
0: then, so yeah. So I was like, I understand what you're, uh, what you're saying. But yeah. So, yeah. how old are the kids now?
1: My oldest is 17, then I have 16, I have 14, I have 10 and no, 11 and nine. So it's just, I have Whoa. them all really close together. I didn't start till um, like I was 34. And before that I was a singer. I mean, I was lucky because I I did have a, quite a few years of traveling and singing and having that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just knocked kids out. I just, boom, I got married and just, (laughs) boom, yeah. Hey, that's awesome. But you know, I feel like I'm coming up for air now after so many years, I'm like coming up and I'm trying to find some other parts of myself now because you really do have to sacrifice a lot of who you are when you're a mom. You know, it's, I'm not saying it in a bad way. It's just a fact. You have to sacrifice, you know, a lot of the things you were going for before you became a mom. And now I have, a, I can breathe a little bit again. And I'm starting to search out new things for myself. And that's how I started podcasting. You know, I just, I'm like, I'm doing something new. And I, I I started doing some new things now. I'm trying to find my own voice again. It's kind of exciting.
0: That is exciting. Um, And that would have been a really cool name for it too. Finding my own voice. Oh, that would have been cool. I like names, <laughs> but, but your names are cool yeah. of yours. I like it. Um, So, okay. So with the podcast what did you start the one by yourself first or the one where you have a co-host first or both at the same time
1: well well i kept having this conversation like i felt like after you know kind of after covid like you know when we're all closed in for so long i i kept having this um which was was kind of good for my family we really had a lot of good experiences through that but as i came out of it i i found myself having conversations with a lot of women and um, a lot of moms and just starting to be really fascinated with, well, what what do we do now, now that the kids are getting older? And, you know, I I was like a talented person who really did stuff with my voice. Well, but what happens now? I mean, I'm not in my 20s. Am I going to go try and do it again? And I, there was like a conversation I started having with a lot of different people. Like, what do you do at this point? And what if you really had a lot of talent and you kind of put it down for a while? What do you do? It's just like somebody who was Really good as a lawyer, and like, do they just go back? And it's very different when you're in the arts because you can't just call someone up and say, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work now," you know, because I could yeah. do that tomorrow. The question is, is like, am I gonna go pursue it? Do you pursue it, and what do you pursue, and who are you going against? And so I kept having these thoughts, and there was this one mom at um, basketball. Her husband was the coach, and she and I would take these walks around a tr- around the track. And I would tell her my thoughts. And it was like, I just feel like I want to have this conversation with other moms. And um, and she was having a whole thing she was going through about wanting to leave her job. And there was this foundation she wanted to start called Fuller Life. And it was totally different. Her thing has to do with services for senior citizens. I'm like everything like creative. I want to get moms to be creative and so at, we would talk like a couple times a week while our kids would play basketball. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, well, maybe we should make it a podcast. It was literally like that. There was no, I, I never thought I was going to make a podcast, this woman. And that's the podcast we started called Momentum. Awesome. And it was follow the journey of two busy women um, on their path towards entrepreneurial success, you know, as so we're kind of coming back to life. But, but originally I was going to make the talented Magical Mommies Club, which is uh, the podcast that's going to premiere in a couple weeks, hopefully by the time this comes out, it's out. And that's me having these conversations with moms in the arts and, and what do we do now and how are you living a life that's true to that part of yourself? Um, but somehow momentum started first because I didn't even know how to make a podcast. So that's what it's about. It's like, we don't yeah. know what we're doing. This is all from scratch. Follow us. And that's what we're doing, but it's like everything's kind of opening one thing, and it's opening the next thing. It's it's exciting. Like I never thought I'd be on somebody's podcast. I didn't. I honestly, I barely ever listened to podcasts. And then so then I went on Facebook and I looked. There's podcast pages, and I and I posted that I'll I'll be a guest. And here we are. Like this is awesome.
0: Yeah, isn't it fun? Actually. you know, no offense to the host, but it's so much fun being a guest because you don't have to worry about the rest of it. Like, you just show up and you're like... Right? Totally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I know. Totally. I love I love being a, a guest. I really do. Um, It's just, it's great. And actually, you know what would be cool for you, too, is that sometimes they have panels. If you try to get on a panel, that is great. Like, it really gives you a I lot no of exposure. What'd you say? Okay. So I don't know anything about how to do that or what that okay. is. So just in the groups that we're in, look, if they say, I need a, you know, and, and say yours would be like about. Um, entrepreneur, you know, cause you started your business um, or yeah. like if it's about moms or whatever, it will say specifically yeah. like, Hey, I'm looking for so many people for a panel for whatever. And a lot of times it's women. I don't know why, but you know, like I just yeah. did one about domestic violence. Cause that's one of my things that I do like trauma and, and, um, mm-hmm. uh, grief and stuff like that. I'm a, i am I became a life coach. So that's something that I just started too. that's new for me, but, um, yeah, but yeah so an No, thanks. So yeah. So if you look at certain things, being on a panel is really great because you're, first of all, it's fun. Second of all, you're exposed to the other people's uh, audience as well. So like you're all like exposing each other. Yeah, it's really cool. So I actually became friends with one of the girls that I was on a panel with and, um, and so, and then one of the other ones I was on a panel with. I'm going to reach out to her eventually because I want to start a second podcast. Nobody knows that. Oh, everybody just heard it. Uh, <laughs> but ah, yeah, okay. it's not correct. No, I'm just sorry. Um, and it's about like trauma and grief, like specifically. And yeah. she, um, unfortunately, was uh molested. And so that's something that is sad, but she talked about it. So I want to reach out to her. But anyway, so you're exposed to different people's and then you, you, the audiences, but then you like can form bonds with them and like do stuff with them as well. So you guys all kind of, yeah, it's great. And then you just kind of grow together. um, Or I use everybody as a reference, like say, for instance, people I've interviewed literally like that have been doing podcasting way longer than me. I ask yeah. them like, hey, what microphone do you use? That's how I got this microphone because I have a different yeah. one from before. Or yeah. hey, what do you use for this or whatever, whatever? And then it's like a really great community of people that are usually willing to help each other out. And it's a beautiful thing. That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah,
1: we're trying to do that actually on our podcast. Like everything we learn since we're literally taking this journey, we know nothing. Yeah, we share with the audience because we keep our, our thing. Is if you're out there and you want to do this too, we goofballs are doing it. So we, this is how you know. Yeah. And we're learning as we go. I mean, I've we're learning as we go. That's yeah,
0: and that's life, you know. And that's what I I yeah. love the name though, Momentum. Uh, that's a and a fantastic name. Uh, and it has it a is. great,
1: I can't take credit for it. Teresa came up with it. My, my co-host came up with it. I was so proud of her. Yeah.
0: That's a fantastic, good for her. Yeah. Cause it oh, just I makes, know. it makes so much sense, you know? And, yeah. um, so yeah, I, the more that you, and even you guys can go like on one together if you wanted to, I mean, it's whatever you want to do, but then you can yeah. talk about your shows and you could talk about like what you do and like you're doing now but then you guys can do it to, together you know it's just and it's fun and then you kind of just learn about people as well just like just like we're doing like I'm talking about myself yes. on my own but uh nice. <laughs> but anyway so all right.
1: Now, but you know, I, we recently started interviewing people, right? So I'm yeah. doing interviews with her for momentum, but I'm about to release my other podcast, the talented magical mommy's club. Yeah. And so I've been on my own doing it and having conversations with moms about like one of them. I found out, you know, she, she does like medical billing, but then I found out from somebody who knows her that she actually wants to write a book. And cool. I was like, Oh my God, I want to talk to her. I'm fascinated when people have like this thing in them that they want to do. It's like bursting out. And then whether they are going to do it or that they actually went and they did it or they're, you know, that's, they've never stopped doing it. So I, it's fascinating because I'm having like we're having conversations. I'm having conversations like that with different people that are doing things like that. And I, I just, it's, I'm just enjoying it. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I can get this funded, this is like heaven to do this job. You know, it's like just have conversations to do it. It's amazing.
0: It is, it's, um, it's crazy. I like how fun it is and how amazing. And like, like I said, like, so I started last June and I still speak to a lot of the guests and vice versa. Like if I've been on somebody's, they reach out to me and it's, it's so great. And, and people are just amazing. And so, and you learn, you learn every single episode, you learn something and, and that's the fun thing, even if you're on somebody else's. So, um, so you said that your kids have great voices. Are any of them musicians or singers or are they just do it for fun?
1: Um, it's funny. Cause like, I have not pushed it on them at all, which is so funny. Uh, but uh, my oldest is a composer. It's very talented. Wow. Gorgeous voice. I mean, you know, when they're young, uh, when as they were young, they were always the ones singing for the thing, whatever the thing was at school, they would be the ones to do it. As they get older, it kind of, become more aware of themselves. And, you know, we'll see, we'll see what they end up doing, but they've, you know, they, I always would during the year we would do sports. And then during the summers I put them in like some sort of camp that had something to do with the arts, you know, yeah. but as they get older, you know, they've got to make choices if they're going to find it or not. So we'll see, they all have talent, you know, we'll see what they want to do.
0: That is so awesome. Yeah. With my kids. So I have four, but I birthed three. Um, I lost a couple too, but three are living. And so, um, my bonus son, he ended up like, none of them would do what I wanted. See, I could <laughs> I wanted them to play the dang saxophone or clarinet. And like for boys, I was like, yeah. okay, you can play a saxophone. Nope. Every single one of them played the trumpet, except for my middle, my middle son. Yeah. Well, he's the, it's weird. Cause when there's four, it's like, so he's the second oldest, but he's the middle son. So anyways, he was rotten. And so like. He literally, we went and were like renting a trumpet, and then he wasn't even going to band, and then like, yeah. So and it was like a lot of money. So, anyways, eventually, um, he just stopped. But the other one wanted to play. The third son played the flute, and like the flutes, like where'd that come from? But he did. <laughs> so, he did so well. Like that's what he wanted. We went and tried out the instruments, and then he yeah. he did the flute, and so. I was like oh so my daughter um now she doesn't really know all of this stuff because they're a lot older than her so they're 21 19 16 and she's nine so okay but she so she wasn't a you know around well she was little when they were playing instruments and stuff she doesn't know about that stuff and my one son doesn't play anymore my bonus son but anyway so she said to me the other day I was so corny. I like almost cried. She was like, something, something. I was like, oh, she's a very good singer, like amazing singer. Yeah. And oh, awesome. um, and she's in the choir, and this was the first year she could join. And she sings, they sing, um, I don't know if you know this song. Uh, it's a French song. It's like belly belly bum bum belly bum bum. I don't know what it is, and I can't sing. But, anyways, it's like that. But there's a lot of oh, high Notes and there's this song called Something Snow, Winter Snow or Something Snow, and the notes are very, very high. And she yeah. can hit all of the notes. So she's a soprano. She does very well. Yeah. So, but anyway, she, we were in the store and she's like, I think I want to play saxophone. And I went, oh, and I started. In the store. She's like, um, What's wrong with you? I was like, so You
1: played it or you, or you just you it? I
0: did. So I played clarinet and saxophone. And so, and violin, which we bought her a violin. So she has a flute and violin does not never took lessons. They're just sitting in the house. <laughs> Doesn't know how to do them. And um, I played violin in fourth grade. That's it. And then, but they don't even have that as an option here. That was in, um, yeah, that was in Maryland when I was in fourth grade, oh. but then I didn't do it again. We moved to Germany and I just didn't play it again. And then in middle school, I started playing the clarinet and then in high school, I played clarinet and then moved over to oh boy not tenors tenor sax yeah so and okay. then yeah so I'm not good now my mother played all of her siblings except for like one that was a football player were all in the band and there are six of them and wow. my did you
1: continue to play after high school
0: oh no <laughs> no uh, I wish uh, too so, but they can like they're so the oldest one is i think they're like almost 70 the oldest one is like almost 70 and literally they can all pick up their instruments and play their songs still from like their i'm like how in the world do you remember that it's so cool i'm proud of them because i don't remember her
1: (laughs) you know if you're into music If you're into music, you also, this is me on my podcast, but you also could take lessons again, you know? It's like, why? Why why not? I mean, if you like music that much, why don't you do it? Why Why not? I mean, you're not dead. Why why not? Well,
0: it's because I take on so many things and then I get like sure um yeah so yeah that's the thing but I do love it it's very relaxing I have um like I joke and say Dr. TikTok um diagnosed ADHD and uh (laughs) and stuff like that but um but I I'm pretty sure I really do have it but um so I keep taking on and taking on and taking on until the point where I'm just like so spread thin and then I'm not doing all of my jobs well enough so eventually mm-hmm. like once I get my business going and better with my coaching and get out of nursing um, and stuff like that and kind of transition over and then I can I would love to Um, my sister yeah. actually I bought a guitar one time to learn never did just had it <laughs> it was beautiful oh, it. yeah <laughs> so yeah my sister wants to yeah, learn you guitar. know I always find that
1: I always find that I do better when I have to teach someone, then I'll learn it. Or if I'm working with somebody like the podcast, yeah. like I don't know if I would have ever started podcasting had I not done it with Teresa. Yeah. Um, because I'm a lot like you I got a lot going on in my brain and it's like, but if I have somebody I'm doing it with or doing it for like when people pay me to teach them lessons, I'm on top of it. I'm uh-huh. amazing. Right. But if I have to do it for just randomly, like even teaching my own kids doesn't always happen, you know? So it really helps to have that kind of incentive or like buddy system, I think, with our kind of brains.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the only so that's how I got started in the podcast was my um, my boyfriend's like, you love to talk. You should do a podcast because I wanted to do a Why not? Like, yeah, like a talk show. And he's like, no, start off as a podcast. Well, I knew people that did it. So they became my producers at first. So if it wasn't for them setting up everything and doing all that yeah. stuff. Um, I literally drove to their house which was like an hour and a half away and they set up for me then it wasn't working so I had to use theirs and like the first couple they would be on with me like I would do everything like I would talk and stuff but they kind of guided me through and they would send me like papers like hey try to structure it like this or whatever the case may be and so that was very helpful because otherwise like I really wouldn't have known But that's why like now I kind of feel comfortable. But my second one is not going to be video because it is very hard to edit a video. And again, I'm honest. Um, And um, yeah, and so I want to either do it as a live stream, but you have to build up people that, you know, that an audience or we'll um, yeah. or just audio. And, uh, you know, but the reason why I want to do the other one is because it's so specific. And like with this one, there are so many different topics that it's hard to and again, I'm being honest. Like grasp a certain audience because like it's so vast of it's what it over. is, right? Yeah, yeah. So like you guys are like talking about moms and different things like that's specific, so people can find it. Yes. Like you know, it's easier to find. Or if somebody's yeah. having an issue, they're like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this because it can help me with this. But mine is kind of yeah. like. Ooh. So the other one would be specifically um for just you know just trauma or ptsd or anybody going through that or grief and all of us grieve at some time so unfortunately uh it's sad and i as i start doing it and start getting into coaching i'm like this is like working in the icu because the icu was so mentally like draining it was hard and so like being a coach for people that are grieving is like so rewarding and amazing but it's so sad because their stories are you know So you have to like stay strong and like, you know, like be like, okay, I'm just going to get them through it. And so, but it's so amazing and rewarding. So just like you guys talking to moms and helping and like all that stuff is, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, all right. Now, you know,
1: the the other host on my show, Mm -hmm. um, one of her things that she is creating, she's also doing something about grief. She's creating a course Um, And it has to do with grief management. So I should put you in touch with her because she's really fascinated about that and wanting to do something in that area as well. So you guys should chat with each other.
0: Yeah, I would love to. And I would love to um, actually have her on when I eventually do it. Because I want to have like um, experts on and yeah. And like people that are actually grieving and stuff like that. Um, So again, I don't know when I'm going to start it because I'm, you know, doing a lot of things, but, um, but it's something that I'm, I'm planning on knowing. So speaking of business, how did you start your, um, voice lessons on the go? Like when did that start or like lessons to to go to go? Okay.
1: Yeah. So it was, you know, so I was, so I was an opera singer So imagine me, um, an opera singer, (laughs) young living in LA and, uh, to make money, I would teach voice lessons. And, um, I never realized I was a teacher. I just was doing it literally like to make money like i never realized i actually had a teacher calling in me until many years later mm-hmm. and um i would go from house to house to house literally in beverly hills house to house to house with my car and sometimes my little dog it's very funny oh hopefully. and i would teach <laughs> lessons and i i kind of fell into this fantastic community of um parents that they all recommended me and i in my 20s i literally that's what i would do would go from street to street to street And some of them would give me dinner and they would invite me to their events and i was it's a very interesting thing i would help all these kids in their shows and Anyway, I was teaching so many students, and um, uh, one day I'm like, you know, I could just, I could just record this. And I, this was now keep in mind this was before like like YouTube ish and yeah. um, before like there was like a million of everything, right? So I'm like, I could just record it. And I had a friend with something called a four track, and back then that's how you recorded things. And so I borrowed it for the day. I knew nothing about recording and i lived on it was 6th street in fairfax so it's it's very busy right there so like my, my house was loud like cars are going by so i took some blankets i put them on the windows with clips and one day it was just one of these i would say add bursts right because i mm-hmm. also am that kind of brain i'm like i'm just going to record it and so i i recorded it i just pretended i was teaching somebody and i i recorded a cd in, in a day right wow and um I didn't think much of it, and I remember my parents at the time because I was all I cared about was being an opera singer. So for me, it was this weird little thing I just decided to do, and uh, I knew somebody who was really good at art for a family friend, and so he made me a a cover, and um, he, and then I found this thing called CD Baby, so I put it on CD Baby, and I started calling stores and asking them if they would carry it, and they did, and. I started doing all these things that I wasn't supposed to be allowed to do. Everybody's like, well, that's not how you do it. You need to get a publisher. And I'm like, oh, but I did it. I just called them and I, oh yeah, they're putting it on their counter. I just, I asked them because the thing is, I will say that trying to become an opera singer is so hard. There's so much rejection and you you work so hard and you prepare so much and you rarely get the payoff. And so I was really used to doing things that were uncomfortable and hard. So I mm-hmm. had no problem calling a, a place and asking to talk to a buyer, right? Like I, cause I didn't know what it meant. Cause I wasn't in business. I didn't know you're not supposed to do it. So I, it, so I started off and all of a sudden I, and I figured out how to get on Amazon and, and I, you know, I sold a couple hundred thousand of these CDs and that's wow. so why I made volume one. So I made volume two, volume three. every time I made one, I made it in a day. And, um, you know, and then I got married and I started having kids and all of a sudden like this became my business. I, I had no plan for it, you know, and I started making YouTube videos, but that was before everybody was on YouTube. And that I kind of let it go as I got super deep into my little kids. And, but, um, that's how it started. And, uh, you know, I was, I was always just very comfortable teaching. I was like, sure, let me just record, I can record it for you right now. You know, so just tell me what you want. <laughs> so that's how that's it started.
0: Cool. That's so like, First of all, impressive, I'd say, to do it in one day. Mm. Good for you. Like, that would be difficult for me to uh, sit down and do something.
1: Unless, like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I would say something I really learned from that moment in my life is as an opera singer, you work on things till you are absolutely perfect, Mm. right? And you, you don't want anyone to hear you sing till it's perfect, because you only get that one try. You have to be perfect. And it also holds you back from doing a lot of things in life because you're always afraid of showing them something not perfect. And with this one, I didn't care. Like I was just, I'm just going to record it. And I'll tell you, it's not perfect. You know, it's like, I think you might be able to hear some dogs barking in the background. But the quality that what I offered was great. It's beginner voice lessons. It's great. I know what I'm doing. It's easy to follow. If I would have waited till I had enough money to go into a studio to get a recording engineer, I never would have made it. I never would have made it. And it's a huge lesson in my life. Sometimes you just, just have to do it. You can always make it again. You can always make a volume two that's better, right? So that's a big lesson for me that I learned from
0: that moment. I'm like, oh, I have the ability to just do things sometimes. <laughs> and that that's a good point. And thank you for saying that because a lot of times in life, like that's what I talk about too. I was so scared of everything. So I like, I waited till I was 40 to do all these things that I've always wanted to do. And mm-hmm. like, that's a great point, And you're an awesome person because you're like, you know what? No, let's just do it. Right. There's no point of being yeah. scared of something you don't even know, like, how it's going to end up. Like, and so it ended up being fantastic and wonderful. And look, it changed your life. And now you've been making a living off of it, but you're also helping people. And so, how cool is that? Good for you. Like, good for you. you. You go, girl. But you're, good but for you. yeah, because it's just, it's really good to, to, say like you just said it is a good lesson just do it you don't know how anything is until you just try you just do it so what what is your like what is the first thing you would tell someone like for that wants to be a singer that has like no experience at all like volume one like what is the first step like what what do they need to do
1: Well, I mean, that's a really big question because it depends on the talent of the singer too, right? And depends on, like, are we talking about like a really talented singer? We're talking about somebody who's never sung before,
0: like somebody like, hey, I think I want to sing, and they like just are starting, like they don't know they're they don't know if they have talent or not because they haven't really they just sing in the car or something. (laughs) Like those got to be.
1: There's so many ways to go. I mean, if you just want to sing for fun, or if you think you want to sing professionally um the best thing to do really is to get uh an opinion from a teacher to find out if you're good you know it's okay. like, not your mom you know so I, <laughs> I actually have something and I, I mean this brings it up but on my website you can get a vocal assessment people send me recordings of their voice and their questions and I honestly let them know what I think of their voice but I'm very kind about it and constructive and it's funny because some people they have these incredible voices they send me these and they don't know that like, i think i might be able to say and they're amazing and then some people send me these things and they're like oh i'm almost professional and and their voices are like eh. so it's like i don't think people always know what they have but i do think a lot of times most times if you have this desire to sing there is probably a voice inside of you so i would you know depending on what satisfies you get with some sort of singing group you know you can do it at the junior college you can join a choir or you can join a musical or you can get it in some sort of a band or a jazz band, just start singing. Go do open mic nights, sing with your friends, go do karaoke, try and get voice lessons. If you can't afford them, buy voice lessons to go or buy somebody else's voice lesson CDs or try and sing to things online. Get with a teacher if you can, that's ideal. but And you really have to like the teacher um, and find out what they think about your voice. And I would say sing everywhere you can because you never know who's listening, where that opportunity might be. You know. Um, and you want to, you know, you want to stand with confidence. You want to give hundred percent every time. A lot of times people like hold back while they sing, because they're kind of afraid to let it out. Mm-hmm. And when you're afraid to let it out, then people don't know you have it. So you're actually doing such a disservice for yourself. You know, they're afraid to embarrass themselves by letting out what they have, but then no one will know, you know, I'd rather them say no, knowing everything you've got than no. And you've only shown them 50%. So it's it's a lot about confidence. I would say confidence is one of the biggest parts of the pie. It really helps when you have a, t- a good voice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but confidence, how, yeah, how you deliver that voice, and you know what, your voice doesn't even have to be as good if you have good confidence and good personality and charisma. So. Um there's a lot you can do with a voice and there's a lot you can do in a studio and if you're in a band there's you know you you only have to have a certain amount of good voice if you've got a lot of personality I mean there's a lot you can do you know there's a lot out there it's not always a lot you can get paid to do but yeah. there's a lot you can do
0: yeah. Awesome yeah. so if somebody is a good singer okay let's just say they are a good singer and they yeah. know this. What is a, a vocal warm up that you suggest? Do you mind like you don't have to do it like full out, but like is there anything very simple that somebody could um that you say like this is a must to do you know before you perform or whatever? I don't know. I'm not in the well, industry. I, so. The
1: must <laughs> is not a any particular warm up. The must okay. is that you warm up right. So you okay. need to warm up your you can warm up your voice so many ways. You can do ma, just like a yawn sigh. Simple okay. things, right? Ooh, simple things. You could start with ma, five five note patterns, and just take it up, ma. You know, um, change it on different vowels, or you could start by singing your music. If you don't know how to vocalize at all. You can sing your music on a hum first, and then you can sing it kind of gently, and then you maybe, or you sing it a little lower, and then you bring it up higher. But the idea is that just like a runner, you wouldn't just go run; you would warm up. You do need to warm up the muscles, right? If you go from zero to ten with your voice, you're going to hurt your voice. Okay. So that's the idea of a warm up. Now, to develop to develop your voice is different, and there's all kinds of vocalises to do that. You know, if you want to work on your height or projecting. Um, and that's why you just l- listen to some voice lesson CDs or downloads or YouTube videos and, and train every day or train every other day. And, and don't talk really loud when you go to parties and try not to smoke because it messes up your voice. And there's many things you can do to protect your voice. Um, and, you know, it's really, it's the point is not to go from zero to 10. And if you're serious about it, you should try, probably get a teacher, a good teacher.
0: <laughs> yeah awesome and the teacher
1: has to understand also what you have you know not every teacher is the right teacher for you that's really important to know they have to you've got to feel like they get who you are yeah I say that with my piano students too like I have so many kids that I teach and I always tell the parents um you know bring them and just let's make sure they like me that you know I don't want them coming to me unless they like they gotta like me you know because then they're going to want to practice because it's already hard enough to practice. They gotta like the teacher. So that's for adults too.
0: Good point. Cause you don't wanna force yourself to <laughs> you're so cute. You don't want to force yourself <laughs> to like be like, you know, because like you said, they're not gonna do it. Like even adults, like if you don't like the, you'll be like, yeah. mm, no, no, thanks. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, so my son was in theater, my oldest son. Yes, my second son. He does not love the arts uh, at all. <laughs> okay, that's okay. My my oldest, like so, all three other kids, even the one I didn't give birth to, he, they're very similar. The first and the in the third, so yeah. they um, and that's why they didn't get along. I love you boys, but they like he was four when he, he moved in with us, my bonus son, uh-huh. and my oldest one is like I think seven years older than him. Yeah, and so they they are so similar that they just but they're very artistic oh, no. and they're, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, they're very artistic and they're very um like musical. They're just like so talented in so many things. And so um when my son came to Georgia, he didn't do, I was so sad. He didn't do theater anymore because it's a bigger area here. There was more people, there was more talent and yeah. it was just, it was different, but he did stay in the band and then he did, for some reason, he wanted to do Winter Guard. So that was cool. So he learned how to do the flags and stuff. Um, oh, that's cool. I don't know. I was like, okay. Um, but when he did theater, he had this song. Uh, he was the Nightingale. And he was in a cage. <laughs> it was funny because he's a big boy. He was in a cage and he was a bird. And he literally whistled this high-pitched song. And it was beautiful. And they thought it was a recording. They didn't think it was real. And... It was so good. And I wanted him to pursue other things. And he's like, nope, no, thanks. So, you know, and, and it was sad because he was so good at the yeah. trumpet. He was so good at everything that he just, he has, um he's very like introverted and just gets, he just doesn't like to be around a lot of people. So I really want him to go to school and I'm like, yo, you can get a scholarship or you can, you know, play your trumpet in college. Yeah. And he's like, no. And he's a cook, and that's what he wants to do. And he's twenty one. I'm like, okay. Okay. Uh,
1: There is a a point that these kids they start making choices and they start letting things go, and it's heartbreaking. It's like, but you played baseball your whole life, you know? It's like I'm done, and you're just, uh, you know, it's it's hard as a parent. But if you think about it, every adult we know, they people do choose paths in life. You know, so and then maybe they come back to things in different ways. But, you know, we don't really know like baseball playing, jujitsu, musical theater. Like we don't know people who do all of that. But so many kids do all of that. Right. So, yeah, uh, you know, you you do have to focus in life at some point. But I've had a little heartache with my kids letting certain things go, too. And you just hope they come back to it or you just whatever. It's just life, you know.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Like as long as they're happy and healthy and like successful in whatever they are doing, it's like you know, it's okay. It's it. I can't force them to play this saxophone, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I I don't know. But you got your daughter. So. Yeah, I have hope. No, I'm just, I'm just so silly. <laughs> I'm so silly i'm so sorry i literally like if she does play the saxophone i will be the most annoying parent in the world and be like wow um (laughs) i was like that 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 might be
1: what it is but that might be what it is for your son your older son maybe this like amazing parent to his child who wants to be in theater and because he had that background he's going to be the funnest dad who lets his kid do it you know so you might have planted a seed for the next kid you never know where that's gonna go
0: Yay. Okay. Uh, I'll look forward to that. No, cause it's just, it's fun to see them like enjoying themselves, right? No matter what it yeah. is, they could be on the debate team. And if they're having, if they're proud of themselves and they're enjoying it, it's like yeah. such a good feeling as a mom to like, like see them accomplish something and just be proud of themselves. It's not about you just being proud of it. Cause it's not, it's just a joke about the saxophone. It doesn't matter what they play. Of course I didn't force yeah. them to do something they didn't want to do but it's just the fact of like you're proud of seeing them get so excited and so you know especially when they're little and they do play baseball and they yeah. hit it for the first time and, and they're yeah, like so and they don't run because they're just like oh. yeah. <laughs> and you know <laughs> and it, it's such a good feeling yeah. um but then it's like you gotta run you're gonna get out so <laughs> now really quick okay but you know it's
1: hard as a parent Okay. Go oh ahead. yeah. Go on.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. Go on. Go ahead. No, what
1: oh, is it? Oh, okay. it is- I was, I was just gonna say that sometimes as a parent, it's hard because we get really invested in what they're doing. Oh like, yeah. To the point that we get to become friends with all the other kids that are doing it with their parents, and we uh-huh. buy all the stuff, and we, we get so set in on it. And then if they do let it go it's a little bit it's like a breakup it's like oh okay i thought we were doing this you know but i guess it's not for me so you know so you want to support your kid but yet you do have a little grief you know because you're like but this is this was our life for six
0: years or something so yeah Yeah. especially in a small town because you grow up with the same kids and the same parents and because in ohio like everything was so tiny that like literally the same kids from like first grade are the ones when we left, and he was in tenth grade. Those are the same parents, the same kids, the same everything. Like, yeah. and so it's hard to you're either playing on the team with them or against them. You know, like there's it's not yeah, it's just I don't know it. Yeah, it makes it it's different, but it's okay. Um, but re- I just wanted to ask you this, and it's so random because it has nothing to do with any of these things. Let's hear but, it, Yay! Okay, so I started stand up comedy last year right when I was yeah so when I was turning 40 I took classes so having a teacher was good she taught me like I did not know how to hold a microphone or do anything of course you would because you're a singer but um how did you get started in improv well wait I'm an opera singer opera singers don't use microphones oh you're right (laughs) okay so how you're like let me clarify so how did you get started what improv you guys don't hold microphones either right do you? oh my
1: improv so exciting um yeah so I've been doing comedy improv so years ago I used to do it okay Four children so it's over 20 years ago and um I was in something called the groundlings uh taking classes I wasn't in their company it's very okay. hard to get into the company so you have to go up levels and it's uh-huh. like a lot of people from SNL come over there I mean it's like a really like this is the place in LA to do it And um, I mean, so many famous people have done the Groundlings. So I was, I had gone three levels, which is a very big deal because, you know, at at a certain point they start cutting you. So, and I was on the waiting list to uh, continue. And then I got distracted with other things in my life. I didn't continue it. And then, um, you know, had the whole kid thing, blah, blah, blah. So now, uh, and then we moved out to the Valley. We don't live in the city anymore. And that's like very city. And this year... I, and I had been thinking about it for years. Oh, I wish I could do it again. Oh, I, one day I'm going to, I'm going to go back. And I went back and it was just, it was huge. It's yeah, part of this whole yeah. transformation that I've gone through. Um, you know, my, I made my hair all crazy. Like, oh, this is something has been bursting out of me for, and I, it's like <laughs> slowly coming out. And so, you know, and that's what I'm talking about in my, um, in my podcast, the Talented Magical Mommies Club, because like you can't, you can only bottle it up for so long and it starts to burst. Right. Yeah. So I, this year told my husband, I was like, I'm like, I, I think I want to go back and take growlings classes. And uh, you know, and you got to pay for it. It's not cheap. And right. you got to make time for it, like outside of doing stuff for the household. And there's like, nobody's paying me to do it. It's one thing if I'm going to teach. Yeah. And I did it. And he was totally supportive. And I'll tell you, I was scared to death because it was like over 20 years. And not only that, I was like a young person when I used to do it. Young, not attached to anything. And I I felt myself like the first few classes, almost apologetic. I was twice the age of the people in the class. And, you know, I'm the only parent in the class. But I slowly, it's like peeling the layers off, you know, doing this improv comedy, which I've always loved it felt, but every week I would hate it so much and love it at the same time. It was like torture and it was like amazing. And I kept going back. (laughs) And so I I finished the first level and I got advanced to the second level. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't know if I can do it. And last week I just started level two. And this time though, when I started, it's like a new teacher. And I felt, I can feel all the changes that have happened since this all started. You know, it's like now I, I didn't even have the podcast when I started before. I have podcasts and I've been teaching a lot more and I just felt very comfortable. And I I looked around the class. I'm like, Oh, not everybody's in their twenties in this class. And I don't know. I just felt like, I feel like I'm opening it just like, it's just, it's all a part of this thing I'm going through right
0: now at this point in my life, you know? So I love it. I love it. I love that too. I don't know why I didn't do improv. I've always, I love improv and that helps me actually like in the interviews as well. So, you know, that's something that helps you because you can go back and forth with someone And, um, but like, I have always, my whole entire life wanted to be on SNL and now I'm old, uh, but (laughs) I'm older, I'm older. So,
1: you know, we're not dead. Just keep that. (laughs) I always say that sounds terrible. I'm very morbid, but I'm like, we are not dead. So, you know, we just, just go have some fun, you know? And I, you know, I even started teaching improv. uh, So now I have an improv group that I teach. It's for kids, you know? Cause I wanted more of it and I, and it didn't see any classes by me. And I'm, so two of my kids are in it and this nice group, but I don't, know, I just love improv, but comedy, stand up comedy. That's, that's whole, I listen to it all the time. I'm a huge fan of it. I'm always listening to it. Um, but that's hard. So it's hard. I commend
0: you for that. Well, no, yeah. I haven't been, I've been taking a break because, um, and you know, what's funny once I decided like so I, once I started editing my own podcast, I couldn't do it anymore because it was too much. I was doing it like two to three times a week and working full time as a nurse, being on call at the hospital, taking care of my daughter, which is the, she's the only one in the household right now. And um, the nine year old and then like doing my podcast and and then editing my podcast and blah, blah, blah. So I had to take a break from it. But um then I was like, I'm going to be a life coach. So I took all those classes, several of them, and got certified in different things. And then, so it's like, now I'm trying to start my business. And I was like, oh, no, wait, I don't want to do stand-up because it's not as positive as, so I'm into like manifestation and all that stuff. So I was like, yeah. well, I shouldn't make fun of how big I am all the time on stage if I want to not be here <laughs> yeah. anymore. So then I was like, well, it doesn't really go with what I am um, trying to like pr- try as like a coach now, you know? So mm. I would have to literally like reinvent the whole thing, write my whole sets over again right. because yeah. um, you know, something funny just happened. I mean, I don't think it's that funny because it involves me, but it, it was hilarious. So my lovely friend from Ohio decided to <laughs> it's not funny. It is funny. Um everybody will laugh. Nobody's uh heard about this on here. So here we go. Okay. Um you have to laugh at yourself people. Okay. So I was a nurse. Okay. I still am a nurse, but I was in the ICU. And um she posted this thing of Rebel Wilson and she had poop all over her. And she said, "Hey Danielle, remember when you got shot on?" And I'm like, "Yeah, thanks, I do. Remember that." So everybody we used to work with comments and she posted the picture of poop on me <laughs> she posted it on the internet. And I was like Ew, but that's a hilarious joke. Because if you think your job is shitty, mm, think again. Mine literally <laughs>
1: is so. See, but know, that's so. positive. That's not negative. I mean, as long as your comedy is fun, like you're not. As long as it's, you know, it's not like you're, you're. It's it's fun humor. That's fun talking about being. You know, it's like yeah. and it's a life. Bet you're gonna be able to find. I bet it's gonna shift for you, and your comedy will change. Maybe it'll have like a funny, positive effect on it. You know, like. And plus you're using it in your podcasting.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I do use like, I definitely, and I wrote a sitcom pilot and I haven't done nothing with it, but I wrote a sitcom pilot. I'm eventually going to write a book. And so I use comedy in everything that I do, even as a nurse, when people are healing and they're say they just got diagnosed with cancer or something horrible and whatever the case may be, I try to make them laugh. I try to distract them and so i use comedy in life um that's
1: a gift that's a gift for them that's beautiful
0: yeah so thank you i it makes me feel good it makes them feel good so um if i can be a distraction for a little bit of time whatever time they're with me then i will gladly do it now i'm serious when i need to be i hold their hand i'm there for them i let them cry sure but then I also ask them about their life and ask them about this, this and that. And then we start like laughing and talking and, and it's just like, it's really for the time being, it kind of takes them away from, Oh, I just found out this horrible news, you know? So, um, yeah, I really, I really just like to help people regardless, but no. So like a lot of my jokes are like about how I'm big and this and that. And like, I'm trying to think, well, I can make fun of my name anytime, so that's okay, Um, because my name is like the worst name in the world for a female comedian, because it's spelled boo her, you know, and people <laughs> pronounce it wrong, so, <laughs> but call that's me to funny. the stage and boo me, and that's not what you want as a comedian, <laughs> you don't want to be booed before you even talk, like, that's not right, like, <laughs> there's so much, there's so much
1: you can make jokes about, I mean, you don't have I to know. do about your size, there's, anything, anything can be funny, you know, so, yeah. And if you're talking with all sorts of people, I mean, you can make fun of anything I mean, or, get, or have fun with anything.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, thank you. Um, I might go on Sunday now that you say it, but I got to really write down. I got to re read, write everything. Um, so, okay. Now, speaking yes. of that, you just gave me advice and I thank you. Do you have any? <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, I am I a really teacher pre- and a mom. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. Believe you me. I really do appreciate it because It's true. Like, that's the thing. Like I did it because I've always wanted to do it. And then like, I was like, well, I'm really busy. So then I kind of put it on the side, but I think I can like at least start doing it like once a month again or something, get back into it. Yeah. And, um, because I love it. It's fun. I mean, it is scary and and people staring at you is not, fun, but it's fun when they actually laugh and enjoy it. So, um, do you have any advice for moms that are juggling like a career and family, like life at home? What would you tell them? Like one thing, of well, course, you could tell I, them a million things, but.
1: I mean, I'm telling them a million things. It's just, you know, there's times that you really do have to put yourself down and, and not down like, like you're bad, like you're bad, <laughs> but you have to kind of put your dreams and wishes down. I, I believe it. And that you, you do have to take care of the little babies in front of you. And I know everybody tries to say you can do everything, but I, I don't see that that's possible. I I think that you know if you're going to be a parent, it's, there's times you've got to take care of the babies and they and they come first, you know. And then hopefully you get them on some stronger footing, and then you can find come back to yourself a little bit. You don't want to lose yourself entirely, um, but I think there is a reality to motherhood. It's very hard, and it's uh, it pulls everything out of you. If you do it right, it it pulls everything out of you. You know so yeah and i did it so extreme with the five kids in a row and um so i i don't know just give yourself just give yourself some grace and you're not going to do anything perfect and you just be the best person you can be it's nothing's going to be perfect And every mom is gonna have something she does better than you do. And you're gonna look at this mom with the perfect shiny house, but they're gonna look at you with the kids that get to put slime all over their hands because you're not freaked out about messing up the table. And everybody's gonna wish they're the other person, you know. and someone's gonna have more money and someone's gonna have a nanny. And then somebody is, some little kid is gonna wish that that their mom, they didn't have a nanny and that their mom was sitting with them. You know, it's like, it's always, it's never gonna be perfect. So you just, you just got to do your best and everybody it's different. Every kid is different. You never know when a kid's going to have a problem, a medical problem, a mental health issue. Marriages are different. Money, finances are different. People can be making lots of money, but they live somewhere really expensive. I mean, it's just, it's, I, you just have to really try and enjoy what's in front of you. I mean, that's, I don't know if that's advice. It's just what it is, right? Yeah, it is. It's not perfect
0: yeah right that's the thing don't beat yourself up because um you know i had my oldest one at 18 years old and so uh when i look back and um i actually got a lot of praise like which was cool so um my uh (laughs) i never took like is a lamaze what do they call Okay. Yeah, thank Lamaze. you. You can yeah. tell I didn't take it. Cause I, I'm a nurse and I don't even know, well, I'm not that kind of nurse, so I don't ever work. You know, I've never done labor delivery or nothing like OBGYN, but yeah, Lamas classes. I didn't take any of that. And to be yeah. honest, I got a, my day was very busy. Um, I had worked half of a day, went to court, got a restraining order against my son's father, and then went in to have my son. So very busy day. And, um, And then I, I like, I didn't take classes and my mom (laughs) love her. She's changed a lot, but, uh, she was like (sighs) very, she's very judgmental. She was yelling at me like throughout the labor and it was like 20 hours. Okay. It was horrible. And she was yelling at me and just like making it not pleasant. So it was my mom and her best friend who was like a second mom to me and me. Okay. So, um, the doctor, when I went to push and have him, she was so proud of me. She was like, Tell your mom that you're doing amazing because you never took class. And and yeah. then my son actually ended up having jaundice and yeah. um, but I couldn't drive because I just had a baby, so somebody would have to come drive me. And I was very adamant about it. And I kept saying, Hey, something is wrong, something is wrong. Like, and it was getting worse and worse and worse. And then also, like, I tried to this is TMI. Um, but I tried to breastfeed and I was young and it hurt so bad. It felt like somebody was stabbing me and he was losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. And so I said, something's wrong. And they're like, well, you're doing it right. And I'm like, no, something is wrong. And so they were like really proud of me, how I was like, you know, I was like, no, I'm fighting for my baby. You know what I'm saying? And so there's good things that I did. And then there's stuff that he's mad at me for and he's 21 and he's still mad at me for me when he was five. So you know, I moved them uh, um from state to state twice, and you know, yeah, I mean the th- the thing is, you're not you're not perfect, and if you feel like you're making the choices the best for them and and you know to protect them, then that's the choice that you make, and that's what I did. And so you can't reverse and take back the past or things that you can't do that. Like you can't be like, okay, I'll go. Back. you can't. But all you yeah. can do is work towards something new and and try to fix it in the future like for example i raised my daughter different than i raised my boys because i was very overprotective and they rebelled so i learned okay don't do that and now i have a a guy like my ex-husband and i have been divorced for a few years but my new um well he's like my fiance, whatever but i was calling my boyfriend (laughs) but he he really is like he tells me he's like hey listen we, you can't be as overprotective with her because she has to know certain things to protect her, right? It has yeah. to protect her. She has to be aware. Times yeah. are different now. Internet has yeah, have access to everything. So, yes. you know, don't beat yourself up. Do the best yeah. that you can do. And, you know, I mean, there's not a manual that comes with the baby. When the baby comes out, there's books you can read. But everything... Is your own experience, and talk about as you go. That's what parenting is. It's like you learn as you it's go. It's improv. Yeah, it it's is. total improv. You add another I one. And you're like, when, yeah, well, I remember ahead.
1: when they sent me home with my baby. I, I, I'm pretty sure every first time mom feels like that. I remember it being like, "You're gonna send me home with him? What, what am I? What yeah. am I? What do I know? You know, by kid two, it was t- it was a breeze, but that kid one thing, man, that was. That was really scary. I really don't know how they send you home without like having a nurse standing in the background for a week or something. when it's like you do not know what you're doing. But somehow we get through it. You know, it's right. it's pretty, yeah, pretty it's shocking. It's pretty traumatic. You know, it
0: is. And so I-, I can't
1: imagine you 18 years old with you know without a dad there to help. I mean, and a mom yelling at you. That's a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, and I lived with her for a little bit. Actually, him and I had an apartment together. And then, um, TMI, he was cheating on me. So I moved out when I was like really, really pregnant. I'm like nine months pregnant. And, um, Hmm. and then I stayed with my mom until he was like almost a year, but yeah. Oh no. My mom always yelled. And then that's what happened. I became a yeller. So, and no offense to my mom and not blaming it all on her, but cause she would be like, stop yelling at them. And I'm like, um, (laughs) but, but she's like, don't be like me. Stop yelling. So I with my daughter I'm not like that at all because it does not work Mm -hmm. I'm telling you uh but I became that Mm -hmm. that same way the yeller of the oh and like "Ah, it's too much like you can't you can't you know I mean oh anyway it's giving me flashbacks no I'm just (laughs) but anyway so yeah so it, 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 it is what it is and you just as you say you just learn as you go and but never stop fighting for your kids. Like I had to literally fight them, and was like, "Something is wrong." He lost two and a half pounds. His stomach looked like this. Yeah. So, oh um, yeah, it was scary, and people wouldn't believe me because I was young. So no matter no matter how old you are, you could be like forty and married for fifteen years, and you're still going to be lost at first and be like, "Oh my gosh, this is hard. What do I do?" You could be sixteen. Yeah and mm-hmm. young as heck and still be like oh my gosh what do i do yeah. so no matter what your situation is even if you had a surrogate or you adopted or whatever it is it's hard being a parent so it's very hard
1: i mean it's it's so rewarding and i wouldn't change it for anything it is. but it is it's so hard and it's yeah it, you know what i'm trying to do now because now that I'm older and I'm, I'm sleeping again, you know, there was like years I didn't, I swear I was pregnant or breastfeeding for, I don't know how many years straight. It was ridiculous. I was like a zombie, but oh. um I, you know, I know as a teacher, I'm really fun. Right. And I, sometimes I wasn't giving my kids that part of myself because I needed, I needed it for work. But by the mm-hmm. time I got to my kids, was I, I tapped that that was drained. And so now I, I think, because, you know, everything slowed down during COVID and I really stopped teaching, like singing, teaching boys during COVID, it was ridiculous with the mask, it was ridiculous. So, um, I don't know, I, I think I pulled, I learned a little bit from that period of, of my life and I'm really trying to give more of the fun part of myself to my kids because I want them to have good memories. You know, yeah. I want them, I want this to be a happy memory, all of it for them. You know, so yeah. I I'm I'm kind of a fun eccentric, Person and it's hard because when a fun eccentric person has to also get someone to clean their room, that's not fun and eccentric. You know, it's <laughs> like where yeah. is the balance in that? I'm a fun yeah. person to make your kids do creative things and and have fun, but then yeah. there's regular stuff that still needs to happen. And so that's that's always a balance for me. It's like you know, it's so it it's interesting because for years I I was in kids' lives before I had children because I was teaching all of these kids yeah. all the time, and I was this like positive influence in these people's lives. And literally they would, all the families would invite me to all their events. I was just confidant to their kid. And, Aww. but for my own kid, I couldn't do it as well because yeah. I I had to make dinner and someone had to clean the, do- the dog poop. You know what I mean? Like it's right. because I didn't get to be that part because I had to do the other stuff. So right. that's a balance, you know? And so we're working on it. I'm working on it, but I, I want them to know this fun side of me too. It shouldn't just be people that pay me that know this fun part of me, right?
0: Yeah. Good point. That's a very good point. And that's why with, um, with my little girl, I like try to have fun with her as well. Like I have Mm -hmm. to say, Hey, clean up your room. Why didn't you get your clothes from on top of the dryer? Like literally for like five days, every day, I'm like, get your clothes. And then I didn't do good following up because then the next day when it's time to get ready for school, I'm like, are your clothes still on the dryer? Yeah. I'm like, hello. But, um, but I also like to like do fun things with her and make it light and fun and like we do silly voices and we do this or like she likes to bake and so we do the things and stuff I don't really like to do I have to do better she wants to do my makeup so much and you see I don't wear makeup and so she's like you promised me on Wednesday which was and I'm just like (sighs) so so I have to do better with that and I go get my nails done with her like my toes done with her and stuff because she likes it um yeah but yeah I I try to do those things because I don't want her to see the exhausted side of me because working 12 hours at a hospital is draining like physically and mentally and so and she's like all you do is work even though I have all the other days off I'm like hello uh but she doesn't see it that Uh, way so you know I mean it is it is a balance like you said it is a huge balance and it's also hard And I'm just being transparent and honest. It's hard because of the big gap in my kids age that my oldest ones are jealous and not the second one. The oldest one is jealous because my daughter got to go to Disney and I didn't think he wanted to go. He works two jobs and he's a grown man. He has had his own place for years. And and so my daughter was like not bragging, but just talking to him. And he's like, how dare you get to go to Disney and like flipped out on her. And she's 12 years younger than him. And I'm like, hey, man calm down but you know and and then that makes me feel bad as a parent that I couldn't afford to do those things I didn't have time to do those things at one point when I was raising them by myself both of them I was working 80 hours a week 80 hours a week I got really sick I never saw them and then that's when I stopped restaurant management and was like nope can't do this anymore because I wasn't present for them at all. Like any part of me, they never really saw. And I was like, no, that's not the way I'm going to parent my kids. So, you know, again, it's a balance. Do your best and don't, don't be scared to ask for help because it's a village. It takes a village to raise kids. So don't be scared to ask for help. I'm not saying go big for money, but I'm saying like, if somebody can maybe drive your kid home from something and you can't get ask for oh, help right. and it's right it's it's just i mean you can't do everything just like you said you know you can't you can't do it all without mentally you know slipping because it's it gets to the point where it's just, yeah. you get overwhelmed and burnt out so um but yeah, anyway. i'm
1: very hard at doing the like the i'm very hard at doing the little things like the um getting them like i was fine at getting them to the dentist but then we changed insurance like something like this just like shuts me down. Like I can make a CD in a day and I can talk yeah. to of thousands of people. Right. But so we changed our insurance and so now we need to have a new dentist. Right. And then, Been so, there. then I have to find the new dentist and then I've got to set up for five kids appointments and they're all at schools in different times. And, and so now my kids all of a sudden have gone to dentist for a year. And it's like, so I got it. I'm going to do it. Okay. It'll, it'll be happen. Hopefully by the bad time it comes out, not to mention orthodontist. I'm watching well, some oh, of these geez. kids are getting their braces off and I'm like, but then we changed insurances and then it like, certain things, they just shut me down. And it's like, yeah. it says it's only 1500 out of pocket, but then I cut the consultation and it was like, well, that's for this, but then the rest you have to pay for, you know? And it's just yeah. like, there are some things I'm really, really bad at that some moms
0: are so good at. And, and there's some,
1: okay. yeah, that is okay. Different
0: kind of mom. It's the same um, thing. I'm I'm the, the, yep. Yeah. I'm the same way. So like there's it, some things I'm very, very good at that people are like, oh my gosh. Good job. And then yeah. there's some things that other people, simple things that they're good at, then I'm like, oh, I'm lost. <laughs> I can't come with yeah, this. Yeah, totally. You know? And uh it, I, it's I, just, I, we're totally. all different. The whole journey, every yeah. kid and is people different. people always meet
1: me. Everybody's different. Every People always meet me. And all these moms are like, oh my God, five kids, five dogs. How do you do it? And you work. And you, I, I do it by not getting my kids to the dentist. It seems like, it's like the way that you get your kids to the dentist, but you don't have all this. That's, it's just you
0: know, it, we're all different. <laughs> so funny. I will get them yeah. to the dentist though. <laughs> yes. Uh, believe me. Uh, my daughter reminds me, don't worry. I'm in the same boat. I need to get her to the dentist really bad too. She keeps telling me, she's like, my friend just went to, I'm like, okay. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I need to do the same thing. Thank you for reminding me. Okay. Uh, now where yeah. can we find you? Like, where do we find the voice lessons to go, right? I said it right this time. And, um, well, I
1: have a website, I have a okay. website, voicelessons lessons to go.com. It's T O G O. So voice lessons to go.com. You can see me on YouTube. So youtube.com forward slash voice lessons to go. And I have all kinds of videos on there. And so then I have my new podcast is momentum. It's available everywhere, but because momentum is spelled exactly like momentum <laughs> yeah the word momentum yeah you need to put my name in there so you could do like momentum ariella like a-r-i-e-l-l-a and it'll pop up um so i'm up but i'm on all the platforms and then uh the talented magical mommy's club it'll be out on all the platforms by the time this airs and uh what else do i got Uh, if you want a vocal assessment of your voice go to my website voice lessons to go and that's super fun and i'll i'll let you know what i think about your voice um but yeah, that's, that's
0: my stuff. Awesome. Do you have any like social media too, that people can follow you or do you have yeah, not-
1: Instagram? Uh, um, I, I have, I have everything just search me as I'm on, now I'm on TikTok. That's interesting. Woo-hoo. Um, I can maybe in your description, I'll send you a thing of the links. So I don't have yeah, to yeah. name all of them, but I, all- I've, I'm on everything. I'm on awesome. everything with all the things.
0: <laughs> all of the things i do all the things i'm on all the things no <laughs>
1: it's quite overwhelming and i've been making a lot i've been making reels left and right i mean that's kind of a new a new thing like because i had stopped for many years and now there's this whole reels thing. i love reels so yeah well I'm, I'm new to it i've been doing it every day so yeah
0: I, i've missed a couple i was doing it every day i think i've missed a couple of um of days maybe but I need to get back better at it but yeah so when I started doing reels and I figured it out I was so corny that I would say like this is my first reel and I'm really excited this is my Ah! second reel and I was was, my daughter's like oh no don't do this (laughs) um embarrassing but anyway it's because I love it and fun. See, <laughs> like I use the comedy and everything. Like I'm like whatever. Like, unfortunately, I was on a grief podcast and um, talking about my brother's situation, which was like a really tragic, and that's why I want to be a grief coach. But uh, and then we were even laughing on that. Like, and then she was like, "I love but that's great. great." Yeah, but then I felt bad because she was like, "Wow, I don't get to really." You know, laugh because it's a serious. Thing. I was like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> it was just. Yeah. I don't know. But you find the humor and everything. Well, like that's my- thing. Go ahead. Yeah, that's the thing.
1: Like, I started taking the improv classes, and now all of a sudden, I've noticed like my personality has opened back up to what I used to be like because. I, you know, it's not even for the improv. It's, it's just my regular life. Like I always used to do weird voices and, yeah, and just so. funny accents all the time. And I was goofy all the time. And I, I, it's, I was so tired for so long as a mom that I stopped doing all of it. And I know my kids have noticed the difference and, yeah. and I feel so much better about myself now too. I feel like, oh, my voice is back, you know, my inner voice. So, awesome. so you can use that comedy for anything you
0: do yeah and it makes you feel better it's like a release I need to exercise but I don't but it's my (laughs) it's like my stress reliever right now you know like laughing and like you know just like having a good time because you you got to find the humor in a lot of things and then you can you can actually heal better and you can get through things better if you just find like the crazy part of it and you're just like you know what that's so crazy it's funny you know and um, that's but right. anyway. So thank you so much. I'm gonna try Thanks to say your honey. name again. Okay, Ariella. I was, I was like, I was gonna try, but you already said it. in oh, Ar- Ariella. Cool. Okay, uh, yeah. it's so beautiful. So um. I had so much fun with you. See, look, just- migraine, what? Whoop. Is- <laughs> I was watching. I'm like, I bet her migraine's gone. She looks great. Yeah, thank you. I feel better. So that's sure. the thing. See, laughter healed me. Uh, see, look, I like and to sing. I'm not a good singer connection. and I like to fake sing, see, all the time. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I, um, if you ever want to have me as a guest, I would love to be on your your uh magic I want you wolf. on the
1: talented magical mommies club yeah I want to talk to so. you about I want to talk to you about that uh comedian p- part of yourself you know I Ooh. think that that's really cool because I love that because that's something that's bursting out of you I
0: love that oh, thank you. it's busting at the seams no I'm just <laughs> <trying>. <laughs>
1: yeah but you're using it in your life and I, I find that fascinating
0: thank you i it took me forever to do it uh and a lot of pushes from my my boyfriend who was like, just try. And I'm like, okay. Uh, But that, again, everybody try something. If you can balance it with having kids, you know, I had to wait to become a nurse until they got a little bit older. Cause I was a single mom. And so, you know, and then I went for uh, the career that I always wanted. Cause I wanted to be a, le- a nurse since I was little, but you know, I had to put it off cause my, my son has ADHD and Asperger's and all this stuff. And so I had to make sure that he was okay. And my other one as yeah. well. And, um, and then I got to do it, you know, so you don't put it off forever. You just, you can come back to it. Like, and that's okay. <laughs> and that's,
1: that's part of a, that's part of the advice thing. That's okay. You know, it's not a, a thing about regrets. It's like, where are you right now? And how can you fill your life right now? You know, what can you take yeah. on and what can't you take on?
0: It's all okay. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you for getting back into improv. It's so fun. Uh, Thank you. Maybe you'll get on S- SNL. No, I love it.
1: Well, SNL. I am pretty old for that, but maybe I could I do am voiceover work, do something fun, you know? So I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping something fun will happen. We'll
0: yeah, see. You, you have equipment to do it. Yes, so. I have equipment. Yes. See, you'll sound better like than me. No. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm so not trying. I'm not, I'm not competing. Oh, no, no. This is not a competition, but you won. But it's not <laughs> I would win, but yes. No. <laughs> that's right let's clarify who the winner is in the non-competition yeah. no <laughs> yeah totally we're having too much fun it's like talking to a girlfriend or something well thank you so uh, much it. um I really thank appreciate you. you good luck on the new podcast as well and again reach out to me I would I would gladly come on and talk to you 100%. and uh have have fun with it and I'm so proud of you for like you know chasing your dreams again and still doing your thing with your Teaching and all that stuff, and taking care of your kids, but you're still getting back and finding your voice. So, thank you. Thank You've you. been a great Working guest. I have had so much fun, and you healed thank my you. migraine. You have thank a you. have awesome. a great day. You too. Ciao. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Authentic Points of View podcast. I hope that something you heard today changes your point of view. If you would like to share your views, please email me at AuthenticPointsofView at gmail.com or leave a comment on Facebook at Authentic Points of View Podcast. Remember, always be mindful of other people's journeys and have open ears and an open heart. thanks for listening to authentic points of view podcast i hope that something you heard today changes your point of view if you would like to share your views please email me at authenticpoints of at gmail.com or leave a comment on facebook at authentic points of view podcast remember always be mindful of other people's journeys and have open ears and an open heart